Welcome back to the Edge Podcast with Chip and Christy. I'm Chip McCarter, your host, and along with me, as always, the lovely Christy Ogle. And this week, we wanted to come talk to you about diseases of the attitude, diseases of attitude. Having the right attitude, the right belief system, the right mentality going into business is a must. This is not something that you need to take lightly. It's something you should have a lot of focus on, especially at the beginning, because your attitude is what's going to determine how successful you are, whether you are or you're not successful. Um, I see it all the time in business owners, just negative attitudes, horrible outlooks on their business, horrible outlooks on life. And right now, let's just be honest, with everything going on in the world, it's very easy to have a negative attitude. There is nothing going on right now that people are just being positive and smiling and jumping around about. You have to do that yourself and you have to force yourself to do it. Um, Christy, what's your experience with having the right attitude in business? Man, attitude diseases are just as deadly as a physical disease. It's as bad as cancer, AIDS, um, dementia, Alzheimer's. It is terrible. It can actually kill you or have an unfulfilled life, which the majority of people are living and they're having an unfulfilled business in their handyman business because they've got this sucktacular attitude disease. Negativity is normal. It is a part of life. Um, you're not successful in life unless you have problems or negativity. The only people that have no negativity and no problems are in a cemetery lying down. So thank God for problems because I know I'm alive. You have to learn to deal with the negative. Chip and I were talking before this podcast about a couple of things and it's not, life is not just roses and butterflies. It's that negative shit that happens to you where you learn to handle bigger issues. You can't be a follower all the time. You have to be a student of life and learn to handle the negative. It's this great war going on, Chip, right? It's good versus evil. It's light versus darkness. It's tyranny versus democracy. It's this war at all times. And guess what? I've been super successful. I've been bankrupt. And I've been super successful again. Guess what happens at every level of life? Negativity and problems. They're always there to accomplish anything. You have to have some sort of force that's coming against you. So it also says that you have six days of work and one day of rest when you're dealing with life. Most people have one day of work if they're lucky and then six days of rest, right? That, that doesn't mean that. It means you work six days, you take one day off. Does that mean, Christy and Chip, you guys work seven days a week? No, we work six days a week and then we take one day off. I don't think the five days work and two days off really affects it much. Um, we'll find out in the future, I guess. But only take one day off. Your enterprise, which is your business, needs to be loved and nurtured, supported, and do work and take action. 
action, it's not sitting there going, let there be no weeds, no weeds, no weeds. If you stand in a garden of weeds and you don't move, the weeds will overtake you. The jungle will overtake you, right? Don't rest that long. But work on your business. Evil is no match for good. Negativity is no room for, or without negativity, you can't have positivity. So you, there's no activity, action that can't overcome the negativity. So you must be active. You have to take action and chip who's the Tony Robbins of handyman, he says it best when he says, what is it you say, Chip, with the imperfect action? Yeah, well, just take take imperfect action. That's it. Just yeah. take imperfect action. Don't wait till everything's in line and the galaxy, all the stars align and the planets align and everything's perfect because that'll never happen. Life is coming at you all the time. I hear people all the time say, well, once, once things slow down, I'll do it. Well, if you're having that attitude, things aren't going to slow down because you're just constantly finding stuff to do and avoiding what you actually should be doing. Life's going to throw you curveballs. There's going to be deaths in the family. You're going to have friends that are going through divorce. There's going to, your kids are going to have a new like basketball season or baseball season coming up. It's never just going to be like a peaceful time where you can, oh, now I can do that. Uh, th that's just not how life happens. You have to make up your mind that this is what you're going to do. And regardless if it's ready or not, jump in. Take that imperfect action and then learn as you go. Take those failures. My goodness, if, if you don't fail, you're not going to know not to do that. You know, it's just a learning lesson, a life lesson every time you fail. You, honestly, I don't even think of failure as failure anymore. I look at it as a success because I now know not to do that. I now know I at least can try something else. And I tried, so I feel good about it. And so really, failures aren't something that you beat yourself up over. You can take that as a win because you did just figure out some new knowledge and new wisdom that you needed for your business. But there's always going to be life. Um, life is hard for the billionaires, just like the broke people, because there's different problems, of course. You know, there's different levels of issues and problems. But you have to know that your life is going to constantly be throwing you curveballs. So be prepared to take that action, even if it's not 100% ready. Yeah, you don't want to lose the war by taking off too much. Um, it's kind of like COVID. I've had COVID. Chip's had COVID over the last couple of years. Um, a couple of us have had it a couple of different times because of the different strains. But you know what? We continue to work. If you stand there and you take off too much, um, you're, those weeds will overtake you. So you have to continue to work. Chip and I have lives 
with our handyman businesses, but we choose to keep going and working at our businesses. Now, yesterday, it was a beautiful sunny day, and I had two or three handymen that called in. Uh, one, you know, the kid was sick. One, you know, they twisted their ankle. And then the other one, I can't remember what it was. It all kind of runs together. I remember Jim Rohn, who actually taught on these seven diseases of attitude, and I learned from him and kind of incorporated it for the handyman business. He said, find out what poor people are reading, find out what poor people are doing, and then do the opposite. It's kind of like those three guys that called in. The reason they don't have their own handyman businesses is because this or the oh, wife's car broke down. Like, there's a reason your ass is poor and you're making a hundred dollars or less a day. That's because you choose the problem instead of choosing the success. I had another guy that had a car accident on Friday, he was ready to work on Saturday, even though he had a stitches down his face like that is the kind of attitude i want in my business of course we didn't have him work but that's the difference he's gonna be successful in life whereas those other three's got these diseases of attitude and they're gonna lose the war if they they don't step it up after years of working, they're gonna retire. And Chip, do you know what the average length of life is after a person retires? No, I would guess maybe five to 10 years, maybe. Six years, it's a death sentence. Don't retire. Your chances are not good. They're slim chances. The weeds you have to deal with and just move on. It's kind of like when COVID happened. I saw so many handyman businesses close. And what happened was they chose to fail to close their doors instead of pivot their businesses to where they needed to be. So don't sit still too long or the weeds will overtake. Well, you know, so just two days ago and i just talking about this made me remember i was with my son jack and we were at heb talking to somebody and they were we were talking about covid and how everybody's getting sick and jack's missed some school because he was sick and and i didn't i wasn't paying attention but jack said well my dad's never really sick even if he doesn't feel good he still works every day mm -hmm. and i i thought to myself man i'm so glad that he picks up on this yeah uh, because he needs to know that it, even if my stomach's hurting, I still have stuff I need to be doing. Even if I have a headache, um, unless I am bedridden, you know, with horrible sickness, I still go to work. And and so my son thinks I never get sick, but man, I feel bad all the time. I got horrible allergies, asthma, all kinds of stuff. You just can't make excuses. No, and that's what most people do or life will happen to them. Uh, COVID, a sickness, a death, a divorce, um, pro problems in business, right? They, they'll neglect their business and then they'll come back to their business and uh, you can't repair it. 
one week of neglect is like a year's worth of repair. And I learned that the hard way because I had a business partner in the beginning of my handyman business that neglected the financials. And I did too, because I was like, oh, she can do it. I'll do it. I'll do marketing and sales, right? And she neglected it for seven years, turns over the bank account to me, which we've done millions in business over seven years. I think it was five million in business over a seven year period. And there was a negative $800 in the account when she turned it over. It's not worth it. Max and I have had to scrape and claw our way back to six and seven figures in sales in our handyman's business. It is not worth it do not neglect your business for any reason whether it be your power hour that you can do where you're sick in about you know 30 minutes or whatever it is don't neglect your handyman business now I want to kind of go into those seven diseases of attitude in a handyman business we usually talk about positive things on our podcast but we can't neglect some of the negative and I've seen handyman do this throughout the years of coaching them so that's why handyman business fundamentals and the edge is having a podcast on this because the attitude diseases are just as bad as the cancer that can infect you so you have to have the right attitude because if you don't you won't be successful you won't ever make it to that seven figures you won't be hammer free you won't have the right mindset and you probably won't be in business that's why 95 percent of all businesses don't even make it the first five years and 96 percent of all handyman businesses never make it to a half a million dollars in sales because their attitude sucks sorry mrs birch from high school she hated that word but well, you have to have a good attitude yeah and this is not to say that if you have neglected your business for a week or a month this is not to say that it's impossible to recover no uh, by any means necessary you can recover no matter how far you've dug yourself in a hole. You can pull yourself out of it, just like Christy and Max did. Uh, there is, you know, it's just, it's like they say, you know, if you get knocked down seven times, you better get up eight, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because you can't just stay down. So don't just feel like you're so overwhelmed because you've neglected your business for so long that it's too late. It's never too late. You can always take that action and start moving forward again and growing. That is so true. Like you can neglect your business like I did the financials for seven years, but when you rebuild it on a solid foundation, it's totally different. Now it's taken me a couple of years to get there. It was kind of like, um, I remember saying in the beginning of my business, not my circus, not my monkeys. Um, that was a terrible kind of attitude to have because when she turned over those financial and we were millions of dollars in debt, over a million dollars in debt, um, and then we had to file, it like was crushing. But you know what? I learned from it and I learned how to build a solid foundation for my business in the future. So sometimes that worst day you have in business can actually be your best. I'm so grateful she's gone. I'm so grateful now that I can teach people the things that I learned uh, from my mentor to rebuild a seven-figure business, a handyman business, because now 
I can teach it to all of you. That was the one key I was missing was those financials, but now I know them. And it was because of my own attitude, sucktacular disease, Chip. Yeah. Taking the well, pills for it now. So you know that, uh, that saying, oh man, it just flew out of my head, but that saying that, um, oh man, I can't believe it. Oh, well, I went blank. I'll remember it again, but you, you have to stay completely focused and but neglect is just something that happens like i mean naturally life is going to hit you and you're going to have to get over it so many successful people have filed bankruptcy and and bounced back from it that's not the end of the world you know um it's just uh it's one of those things like it's the mentality you have to fully believe that you fully believe and picture your success and you're going to succeed you do because if you don't, uh, life will just happen and you have to deal with what life. I remember it. So the saying, and I, and I really, I hate the saying, if I only knew back then what I know now, every time I hear people say that, I think, but you know it now. Yeah. You know, like, so, so why can't you do it now? Is it, or you're, you're 35, you're 45, even if you're 55. Yeah. You have the knowledge now. So why does it matter if you had it back then? You got it now. Yeah. And that's what you should be living. You know, I recently put this meme up on my Facebook page, Chip. It was two pills, a red pill and a blue pill. And with the red pill, you could have all the knowledge that you have now and go back to when you were six years old. Now, when I was mm -hmm. six years old, I was still probably peeing my pants at the park. So <laughs> I don't know that that knowledge would have done anything for Christy. I probably would have ignored it because I didn't go pee. I just let my pee in my pants. So I probably wouldn't have done anything with the knowledge, right? Or you could take the blue pill and you could have $10 million now with the knowledge that you've acquired. Now, I had a ton of people that said they would take the red pill. Um, I personally wouldn't. I would do it now with the knowledge because I could turn that 10 million into a billion dollars. I'd have to become a billionaire in my mind really, really quick, but I would do it because I've still got 40, 50 more years of work life in me, right? Because I'm not going to retire like those schmucks that only lasted six <laughs> years. So, For sure. yeah, you've got to think about your, your life and those regrets kind of like you were talking about. Like, use that knowledge you have now and become a better version of yourself. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. All right. So the seven diseases of attitude. Seven diseases of seven. attitude. Number one. I hate people that are this way. Uh, yeah. They got this mild approach to life. Uh, no working at, working it up. Um, they never get to the top of the mountain. Um, you can't just, just drift there. Yeah, indifference. You're right, Chip. Like, <laughs> it's hot or cold. Um, it's better to be cold than hot or hot than cold. Uh, whatever. Just, just whatever staying happens. Staying on the fence. You know, yeah. yeah. Pick a direction and go with everything you've got, handyman. Get out there. Whether you can pick the right thing or you can pick the wrong thing, just pick something. And mm -hmm. when you pick something, you're not going to wake up 25 years later and be like, oh, it just happened. What yeah. one of my favorite sayings is if you always do what you've always done, you'll always be what you've always been. If you want something different, handyman, do something different. Pick yes. something, go with it. 
Then we have people that go, Chip and Christy, what if I go the wrong way? Hey, at least you picked one way. And if you're going the wrong way, it's easier to figure it out when you're doing something than just sitting there. You'll find out quicker. You won't wake up in 25 years and not know. Yeah. And I said it earlier, you know, just because you have a failure doesn't mean that it's truly a failure. It's, in my opinion, it's a success because you learned something new. You learned what not to do. You learned how not to do it. You know, now you know to change it up instead of consistently repeating the same actions over and over again. Yeah, just pick up and go. Just go yeah. somewhere. There's, there's something that's great called inspiration. But you know what the second best thing to that is? Desperation. Like, at least if you have adversity in your life, you're going to go somewhere. If you're not inspired, let Chip and I know, and um, we'll help you get that wagon out of the rut. Whatever it takes, try harder, read more, set goals like we've talked about, and go for it. Somebody asked me the other day, what's the number one quality you really want when you're working with a handyman? Somebody that cares. Now, they have an opinion about what they're doing. They have a strong feeling. And it might be different than Chipper Eye's feelings on it. But I don't care. As long as they have strong feelings about anything. About everything and then they believe it now sometimes those people can be a little bit difficult to work with especially if they can't take the blinders off but at Mm -hmm. least somebody can light a fire under their ass right at least they're passionate even if they disagree with us we can work with that um even if they disagree vigorously they at least have something that you can mold and work with instead of trying to resurrect the dead, right? Yeah. Indifference is definitely a disease of attitude. Not caring about the outcome of your business, that's just a horrible disease of attitude. Yeah. You should definitely care. A lot of handymen have this indifference kind of attitude and they do half-assed work. So well, especially the, handy, the the companies that have established themselves and feel like they and, and feel like they just can't grow anymore. And there's yeah. tons of those, man. So many businesses that feel once you get to a point where you start feeling indifferent and you think, oh, my company's good, you're stagnant. You are not gonna grow, you're gonna keep getting the same results. And most likely, things are going to start going downhill because you lost that drive that you had initially. You lost that motivation that got you to that point. You'll have to refine it re- and, and revamp your business eventually. And you see people doing it all the time because it happens. It's a very common disease of attitude. It's so easy to become content with the you know what you've built and just give up on achieving the bigger goals. It's so easy. And it's, and it's terrible for you, terrible for your business. Um, number two goes right hand in hand mm-hmm. with indifference, and that's indecision. Yes. Not being able to make the crucial decisions that are going to 
affect your business positively or negatively. Mm-hmm. Look, if you're if you're not willing to make that decision for your business, you should not be an entrepreneur. You should be an employee. And there's nothing wrong with being an employee. But as an entrepreneur, you're the decision maker. You're the problem solver. This is your field. This is what you do. Your employees are not going to do that for you because they want to be told what to do. They want to go home at five o'clock no matter what. You know, that's the difference. So be ready to make decisions even if they're hard because you have to be the one to do it. You, the minute you start letting other people make decisions in your business is the minute you start losing your business to other people. Exactly. So indecision is kind of like a mental paralysis. It's one of the most biggest pet peeves that I actually have. Get off of a side, make a decision, and do something. I remember there was this one franchisee that I had up north that we went to lunch with them one day. And after this happened, I made a a decision to go to lunch with people before I ever sold them a franchise because we went to lunch with this husband and wife team and we'd already sold them a franchise or two and we go to lunch and uh it's a place that they went to every week and she's like I love it it's amazing blah 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 she picks up the menu and she looks at it and the waiter comes back and I have this rule like when the waiter comes back to take your order figure that shit out because if not they're gonna go away and they're not gonna come back for 20 minutes because they don't like indecisive people so she goes you know what i just really don't know what i want waiter goes away five minutes later he comes back i still don't know what i want 30 minutes later her husband orders for her so that she can make a damn decision on what to order Now, I'm going to tell you, I order all the time. I'm not quite sure what I want most of the time, you know, because I might want to be in the mood or whatever, but I still order it. And I know that my husband, Max, is always going to order something better than me so I can swap out meals if I need to. So if you need a backup plan to make those decisions, get a backup plan, right? So in your handyman business, get off the pot and make a damn decision. If you get the wrong one, that's okay. You can change it in the future. Make a damn decision because that's so frustrating. Yep. And and the third disease of attitude is what causes this indecision and what causes the indifference sometimes. Yeah. And that and what is that, Christy? Number three? It's a plague. Doubt. Doubt. Yeah. It can take you down every single time. And I saw that happen with franchisee after franchisee that somebody planted a seed of doubt in their mind mm-hmm. that they couldn't do it. It could be, you know, the worst people to plant seeds of doubt is your family, your mom, yep. your sister, your wife, your husband, your best friend and friends. They're the worst dream killers around there, but you have to be strong enough that you don't have this self-doubt. That's the worst. It can take you down. That doubt in your skills as a handyman, that doubt in your skills of marketing your business, that doubt like I had for the financials of my business, it can damage you and your future if you don't get over this self-doubt. You need to turn that coin over and become a believer. Yeah. 
it's a major life decision. You know, and that's the thing. That's one of the main reasons we do it is because we believe in you even without knowing you. Because we know that anybody, anybody that obviously, you know, doesn't have any like mental issues or any, any just any 90% of the population can do this. If they start believing in themselves, if they start fo- putting their focus on the right things, but doubt is the biggest killer. Um, yes. Doubt is what your neighbors are going to do when you open up a business. Doubt is what, you know, everybody, it's just a natural thing. Uh, everybody has that little bit of doubt. What, what, what your job is, is just to overcome that doubt. Start believing in yourself and becoming your number one fan. You know, yeah. you have to be, you have to be able to envision yourself successful. If you can't even envision yourself successful, you might as well not try because it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's a very high, odd, very low odds for you to succeed. If you can't actually envision yourself succeeding and you, that doubt just has to go out the window. Yeah. The one that will, the next one will make you drop to your knees. And this is one that it took me about a year to overcome. Um, and I still kind of struggle with it a little bit. Uh, number yeah. four is worry. You'll go gray, you'll lose your hair. Yeah, worry about health problems, worry about financial problems, worrying about your handyman, worrying about your customers, worrying about your social life, worrying about your family. Give it up. Who needs it? You're wasting years of your life, handyman, on worrying about your business, worrying about the smallest things. And here's the thing, 95% of the things that we worry about never come to pass. So give it up. Who needs it? You've wasted all these years. So what I did was I started looking at the way I talked to myself, the way that I thought, and I finally got that monkey off of my back. I've got this incredible life that's free of worry. That doesn't mean that I'm not free or that I'm free of challenges or difficulties. It means I see stuff I make a decision to focus on the solution instead of focusing on the problem. And I learned how to do it. And believe me, like I was a C average student in school, like you, you change your mind, you can change your life. So if I can do it, you can definitely do it and quit worrying about everything. Yeah. And just don't let the worry overwhelm you. The ultimate, I mean, there truthfully, there is such thing as a healthy amount of worry, mm-hmm. you know, a healthy amount of fear, all that stuff. You can't let it affect your actions. You cannot let something bother you so much that it starts affecting your actions, your business, mm-hmm. the outcome and the jobs you're doing. Um, that worry, we're not saying just go be like the biggest, most cocky, confident person in the world. We're saying that once you get that worry, shove it, push it to the side, you know, because like Christy said, there's so, I I could name hundreds of times where I I stayed up all night worrying about how my client was going to react to this situation, how the next day was going to play out. And sure enough, everything turned out okay. Yeah. Uh, But I let it keep me up to the point where I was dog tired the next day. Yeah. You know, you, you can't let worry affect you. You can have worry. You can worry, but just don't let it affect your actions. Don't let it affect the way that you 
perceive your business, the way that you see the way you should be going. Don't let that worry sink in. Let, let, it, let it come in your head and then push it right back out. Just don't let it sink in. One of the best books that I read that had me start really thinking about the way that I worried and the way that my mind was, was by Dale Carnegie. It was called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. I'm sure there's an audible, because this is an old book. It's from the early 1900s, last century, Chip. um, I'm sure it's on YouTube, on Audible. I just Googled it. You can get it off Amazon for $9 or $10. It is one of the best books you'll ever read. And it has you really stop and um, think about your thinking and what you're doing instead, what to do instead of worrying. So um, learn how to do it. You can do it. It's super simple. It's not easy, though. No, it's not easy. No. All right. And the, the next one, and this is something that like the taking imperfect action, this is where it comes into play. Don't be overcautious. Mm-hmm. Don't all, you cannot yes. always, you can't just always live cautiously and being careful. Sometimes you got to throw the, throw the Hail Mary. Some, you know, sometimes you have to actually step up to the plate, even though you have a broken wrist. You know, there's things that you have to do. You have to take, if you don't take risks, you you will never actually achieve the bigger goals. The ones that you see yourself in the new million dollar home and the new car that you've been wanting for the last 10 years. Caution can cripple a business. It can. There is healthy caution. There is healthy caution, but people, the two things that will mess them up most from Tony Robbins, uh, I mean, Chip McCarter, uh, the two things that will get you is if your basic human needs, there's six human needs, and we'll go into that some other day, but the two human needs that will mess you up the most is significance and certainty that certainty um can make a person become overly cautious um risk sometimes drives people up a wall and it used to drive me up a wall i wasn't the entrepreneur in my partnership it was definitely max i would go well what if this happens what if that happens um it's the language of the poor handyman and i finally discovered that the beautiful things in life you you have to take a risk everything's risky marriage is risky um college is risky children are risky like business is risky yeah you you have to realize that the bill for being risky is less than the bill of actually not trying i mean when you cash that in at the end of life, um, it's no fun if you don't take any risk. You have to wait for it. Sometimes when you take about risk, I mean, it's all risky. Starting a handyman business is risky. Leaving that safe, secure kind of J-O-B, it's risky. Mm-hmm. Tell about how somebody had a risky life. And they took the adventure. Talk about risky. Nobody's getting out alive. Yeah. I mean, you got to look at it this way. Um, Everything, look back on your life 
and look back at those moments that you felt the most proud, you know, the most pride, the most, you know, self-assurance. There's, there was always a risk that you took to get to that point, whether it's joining, joining a team or like, you know, like joining the basketball team, whether it's, you know, opening your business. Well, you know, it can be as simple as starting to read a book. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's some things that uh, you just have to throw caution to the wind. Yeah. You know, it, and go ahead. It's Sorry. not important how long you live. It's how you live. So you could have a man that lives to 100 years old, but he wants to take no risk. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to give you three meals a day. We're going to give you a sheet. You are going to have no risk in life, right? You're protected. You're fed. Um, you're looked after. You, you don't have any kind of problems, but you're sitting over in the corner with a sheet because you've taken no risk. Give me 30 years of adventure compared to a lifetime of no risk. I wouldn't want that life. It seems awful boring. Well, one of the main reasons that I that I dislike the saying, if I knew then what I know now, is if I if I started all the way over back to when I was six or even went back to like my freshman year in high school, I wouldn't have the same experiences that I've had and I wouldn't be the person that I am right now because of those experiences. People ask me all the time, do I regret the the actions that I took that put me in prison when I was younger? And my answer is no, as, as weird and as selfish and a kind of assholey as that sounds, mm-hmm. I, do, I, I do feel horrible for the people I affected. And I do regret that I did affect people that way. But I don't regret the actions that I took because it took me hitting rock bottom to be the person that I am right now. Exactly. And I, I appreciate it so much more because of all those risks that I took. I appreciate the success that I have now tenfold. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't have those kind of regrets and lead a beautiful, fulfilling life. You you would worry about that stuff, right? It takes you right back to some of those other attitude diseases. And mm-hmm. I mean, regrets aren't a thing in my life. I I move on. I just keep going and Chip, you're the same way. Um, it's amazing. I mean, it's kind of like the guy, two guys, right? One, both of them have been to prison, same exact circumstances. One sits at home, um, keeps saying, you know, I should find a job. He goes on job interviews and he goes, hey, I'm a felon, blah, 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 blah. And then you have another guy like you that's like, yeah, I've done some shit in life, but you know what? It's only better from here. And you grind mm-hmm. and you just take action and you just build and build and build. And another thing is, is yeah, you had some mistakes in the past, but now you're one of the most giving, caring individuals that I've ever met in my life that puts his sure. nose to the grindstone and works his ass off and has a kid that goes... You know what? My dad never gets sick. <laughs> you know, he thinks yeah. you're invincible because of the shit you've went through. So, I mean, that kind of stuff makes you into the man you are today. No doubt about it. And this next one, I absolutely do not like this characteristic on anybody except for stand-up comedians. <laughs> and that's and that's pessimism. 
Yeah. I feel like you're not allowed to be a pessimist unless you can make light of it and get up on stage and make me laugh. Yeah. Uh, but it's so, man, you see them all the time and you run into them and they just pull you down to their level. I mean, yeah. if you're not cautious, you will, it's not that you're a pessimist. You just kind of caught, caught a little bit of it while you were with them because they were being so negative. But pessimism is constant, you know, constantly thinking that things are going to turn out wrong or bad. That will cripple you as it a will. person, not just as a business owner, but that cripples you to the core. It does. And it's kind of like, you know, as a handyman, you build this big, beautiful pergola for a couple to watch the sunset from their backyard, right? And it's big and it's beautiful. And uh, when he goes to watch the sunset, he notices that one screw or that one nail, or he notices the grooves in the wood is going the wrong direction, or he'll notice the fly that's landed or something like that. Like they don't enjoy the sunset with their mm -hmm. beautiful wife, right? They're gonna enjoy complaining and griping. It's kind of like um, a handyman that'll come up to me and he'll go, I'll tell you five reasons this isn't gonna work. He's so dumb, he doesn't know that he just needs one. Yeah. You don't need five. Like it's the half the glass is half full or the glass is half empty. Yep. Which one affects your world and how can you make it more beautiful? So how we think about things affects us. So that pessimism or optimism changes it. I was watching Seinfeld last night and Elaine was dating this guy that was a pessimist. And she, by the end of the day, she's like, I can't handle it. I've got to yeah. like go. Like you're awful. Yeah, I mean, make no mistake. If you believe that, that everything's going to turn out wrong and everything's going to go bad, it's going to go bad and it's going to turn out wrong. You brought that on yourself though. You yep. believed it into existence. This is a choice yep. that, that you have to make as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a friend, brother, husband, wife, whatever you are, you have to make a choice to be optimistic about the future, uh, to always find the positive in things and to truly believe that even negative consequences have a good purpose and that's and and that's what a true optimist is and, and i am i always believe that doesn't matter how bad things get i can turn it around and make it a positive yeah and then the last one is deadly this is the one deadly. that can take you out and it'll make you have absolutely no customers in your handyman business or employees. You can forget you can about your future with number seven, complaining. Complaining. Stop complaining. Nothing. Just stop. Stop. <gasps> whatever, Why are you complaining? Yeah, whatever you want to I call can... it. Crying, whining, griping, yeah. murmuring, whatever it is you want to call it, this is the deadly sin. <laughs> For sure. And I tell you what, the people that you hear complaining all the time are the people that just truly aren't happy. Yep. They, they don't know how to find happiness, so they try to bring you down to their level. 
They want you to complain with them. They want you to join in and become a part of their their bitching, their their crying, their whining. Yeah. They want you to agree with them. I, but I tell you what, next time it happens, next time you have someone complaining to you, flip it and be as positive as you can be and watch how it affects them. Because it's very easy. I mean, it's contagious, man. Laughter is. is contagious. Being positive is contagious. Being negative and complaining is contagious. Try to catch yourself in these moments because it's just natural for humans to complain, man. I mean, it's you. I do it without even realizing I'm doing. But you have to. You have to realize that it's getting you nowhere. You are getting. You are going nowhere, and it's it's doing no good for you. There's nothing positive that comes out of complaining, and there's nothing that can come out of it positive. Period. Yeah, Jim Rohn said it best when he said economic cancer of the bone is complaining and soon there'll be a financial desert where you're sucking on the dust of regret. So you have to, I mean, I'm not a real religious person, but I do remember the story in the Bible about the Israelites, the children of Israel going, uh, the slaves that were going to this new promised land they 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 never got there they complained about the leadership they complained about the weather they complained about the food it was too hot it was too cold it was miserable and did you know that oh sorry go ahead years later they all just died in the desert they never made it yeah and and on even on top of that the exact same story Three quarters, three fourths of the Jews in Egypt chose not to leave because they didn't want to take that risk. They didn't want to leave their family and their 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 um, inheritance, the money that they built, the wealth they recruited over the years. Three fourths of the Jews that were chosen by God didn't even follow Moses out of Egypt. They stayed because they were content. They didn't want it. They were overcautious. They were pessimistic. You know, they worried. All seven of these affected it so much that we're talking about hundreds of Jews stayed slaves, stayed being slaves because they didn't see the positive. They didn't see the outcome. They didn't see why it was worth it. It's insane, though. Like, if you think about this, would you leave slavery, right? There should be no reason, no reason not to leave Egypt, but yet they found it. And, you know, I mean, the Egyptians sold it to them. They said, why would you leave your family, you know, your culture that you're used to? And that's how they got them to stay. But it's insane. And you're right. The ones that left, only a handful didn't. Matter of fact, everybody complained. Even the top complained. And that's why they were condemned to the 40 years, you know, and that I think they told it. God told Moses, you won't even get to see the promised land because... Because of one little bit of indifference. So I learned two things from this story. Number one is the future was canceled. They just roamed around, you know, for 40 years. The second thing is, is even God himself could only take so much complaining. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. You know, I mean, make no mistake. That's why the earth flooded in the first place. There was a... 
he was tired of all the the depravity, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the horrible, horrible stuff that was going on. Um, and that and that is second nature to us as humans. We have that animal instinct in us. And you have to fight that. You have okay. to be on top of that and in control of that. Yeah. Um, so stop complaining. Theory. Yeah. Handyman, be on the lookout of the things that can destroy the good in your business and win the war. And don't get these seven attitudes of disease in a handyman business. Do not. These diseases will kill you just like any, kill your business just like any disease will kill you, you know, when you get sick. Sure will. All right, Christy, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on uh, before we signed off this week? Yeah, you guys, if you really want, you have a struggling handyman business where you want to take it to the next level and sell six or seven figures in 2022, join us at 10 a.m. tomorrow because handymen all across the Midwest and South are not going to be doing any work tomorrow with the storm that's coming in. So join us at 10 a.m. tomorrow and we're going to have a class on how a struggling handyman business can increase their profits by 107% with the seven key fundamentals of a handyman business. So join us. Um, it's The link is in all of the things that I post, handyman business fundamentals. Click on that link and make sure and register. We will not let you in unless you're a verified registrant of our webinar. And join us and see if the handyman business fundamentals can take your business to that next level um i'm christy ogle and thanks for listening to the edge podcast stop being over cautious check us out take that risk love you guys stay safe